Podcast. Hey guys. Cameron Jones here, as always, with Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones. Uh, we are still doing this apart. Uh, Illinois is still in quarantine uh, when we are recording this. So, again, uh, forgive us for any uh, audio differences, but we're moving forward. We're not doing quarantine movies anymore. We're, we're kicking it off with a <laughs> summer blockbuster. Listeners out we're just there, doing I had a whole world ending fucking movies. list. Had a way long list of quarantine movies, and Cameron's like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Let's I'm do something a little lighter hearted, right? I'm done with quarantine. I, w- I don't want to talk about it. We're moving yeah, on. Yeah, we're actually jumping into what I wanted to do this summer, which is uh, just blockbuster summer. So maybe we'll just do uh, like six blockbusters. Whatever we want. Whatever we yeah, want. We're just do blockbuster. You but, guys uh, are for- just really dodging the apocalypse like aspect of this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, 100. Well, well it's got, it's got parallel, that- parallels, you know. Yeah. The end of days. Sorry, Cameron, go on. Well, maybe this is a little bit more of a tie over than I'm thinking. But what, you know what are what? we we're doing? Take it back to we're going to take it back to 1998 with someone you're familiar with with the summer explosions, Michael Bay, for the 98 blockbuster Armageddon. Okay, so if you've never seen Armageddon, there's an asteroid coming for Earth, a world killer, world ender. It's coming the sides of Texas, and they let a oil rig run by Bruce Willis uh, command the shuttle to save the Earth. 1998, right in the sweet spot, maybe the epicenter of music videos playing on MTV that are made for movies and splice the movie in with a weird music video. This movie was the dumber version of uh, Deep Impact, where it was just unbelievable and over the top. That's arguable. This is a better version of Deep Impact. Hey, is there some people out there listening who thinks Deep Impact's a better movie? You shut the fuck up. You're wrong. You probably like Pepsi better than Coke, Reebok better than Nike. Fill in the blanks. You're choosing number two. Right at the top, we've got Bruce Willis. He plays Harry Stamper, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Will Patton, uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, William Fitchner, Owen Wilson, and Michael Clark Duncan. It, it's a big cast. It's a big crew. So this movie is like longer than you think and a classic like two VHSer probably because it's almost like a war movie where you have to build a relationship with the entire crew before you send them up to die. This is the story of when people are like, are we overfunding NASA? <laughs> like, what are we paying them for? Instead of us training astronauts to be drillers, we're going to some, train some drillers to be astronauts. <laughs> we're going to drill some <laughs> astronauts until they're trainers. Have you ever gotten to the end of the movie and thought, was this funded by Big Oil? <laughs> All right. All righty. Cast and crew. Right at the top, we've got Bruce Willis. He plays Harry Stamper, the probably the best driller you've ever known. The best offshore driller. Uh, probably don't really have to touch on him. He's uh, Bruce Willis. It's either him or the guy from uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton plays Truman. Uh, can't go up in space because he's got a bum leg or something. Yeah. Also, it's Billy Bob Thornton. We shouldn't have to tell you who that is. Uh, he makes me uncomfortable. I mean, no ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck plays AJ, the the heartthrob of the movie. Um, uh, again, shouldn't have to touch on Ben Affleck, probably. If you look up Ben Affleck, chasing Amy always comes up higher than you think on the list of his movies for some reason. That's okay, all. It's, it's one of his rare critically acclaimed ones, but it's. I bet it doesn't it, hold up. When I, but for some reason, it always pops up like as like one of his yeah, like one of the top movies. 
Uh, next, we have Liv Tyler as Grace Stamper, daughter of Harry Stamper. Again, and real life just, daughter of. Oh, Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, yeah, go back and watch that thing you do. We're gonna keep telling you. <laughs> uh, Will Patton plays Chick, Coach Yost. Don't have to touch on that. Yost! He's, he's pretty. Yost! Go, go mean, back and listen to our Remember the Titans episode. Uh, Steve Buscemi, he's Rockhound. Uh, go, go back, back and, and see our Big Lebowski episode. Big Lebowski episode. Or just watch like any like '90s, mid 2000s Adam Sandler movie. True, he'll probably be in there. I wonder how he got part of the crew. Uh, 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 William Fitchner. They were in Airheads plays... together. Oh, Airheads, yeah. Uh, William Fitchner plays Colonel Sharp. Has he oh, been in any, in any of our movies yet? He's got to be the Fitchner, William Fitchner. No, he like hasn't. It. He hasn't. Interesting. Uh, Drowning Mona. Um, I don't know a lot of. Why things. do I just like anytime I see his face, I. I think of uh, the Dark Knight, like the bank manager or whatever. I mean, he's honestly from. That's that's where I think of him from. I would say from about now, like the mid '90s up until present day, is like he's just in so many things. I think if you just accumulate, like, because a lot of the things he does Crash, are quirky was, and I good. I like that movie. So I feel like when you're you show up, people remember you, and it's like you're a featured player, and like you get to work in cooler stuff. Uh, moving on, we've got Owen Wilson uh, plays Oscar. Owen Wilson in this movie is like Dave Chappelle being in Air Force One. Uh, the first few times after seeing it for a few years, you're like, oh, yeah, but now you just remember it. He's in this movie. I'll make it quickly, but this was like Owen Wilson wasn't like yet a comedic mainstay staple. This was kind of in between like he had this, he had an enemy at the gates, I believe. Is that what it's called? He was yeah, almost was like parents. a... Yeah, it was Meet the Parents was when he became like a comedian, I feel like, and then like Wedding Crashes and everything. But he almost was Shanghai, like... Uh, Shanghai Nights or uh, Shanghai Noon. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those are good. But I feel like he was... What I'm saying is he was towing the line. He was almost a dramatic actor. But then True. It, he, he was a little yeah. up in the air for a second there. It's almost just like funnier a, than he is good at being dramatic. Almost a Vince Vaughn thing where it was just kind of like he didn't quite have a place and then he fell into a com- comedy crew huh. with Owen Wilson. It's true. Shanghai Nights. Spoiler alert: should have should have lived longer. Not in Shanghai Noon, but this movie. <laughs> it's true. Uh, 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 moving on, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, Same with Bear. Dave Chappelle in Air Force One. <laughs> Wait, yeah, but he died in Air he Force died in One. Such a good sorry, one. sorry, in uh, Con Air. I'm like Con you're Air, about to Con blow Air. my fucking. Did I say Air mind. Force One the last time no, too? No, you didn't. Okay, you cool. didn't. Um, Michael Michael Clark Duncan Bear. Gone too early. Enjoyable guy. Good guy. Funny. He's also in Night of the Roxbury, which I just watched. Briefly in that. Um, Taldega Nights. Isn't that your dad's favorite movie? Actually, shout out Scott Jones. Beard's looking amazing lately. I'm excited. Good. Peter Stormare plays Lev, the cosmonaut up in the ISS. He's, yeah, he's I know in John Wick, too. He's like the he's, he's uh, like the guy he's who we pose a drink for. a token Russian. That's his role. Yeah, that's I kind of show him for being a Russian in movies. He might have even been in other space movies, right? You know? Uh, Ken Hudson Campbell plays Max. This one's a fun one. He's in a lot um, of stuff. His his first movie he was in was Home Alone as the Santa. Oh, nice! <laughs> really? The guy with yeah. the tic right, tac. Right like... when I right when I read that, I'm like, holy shit! That is definitely who that is. I can picture the Santa, and he definitely is red and chubby. Hmm. <laughs> nice. That's better than anything we'll have in Unverified. Um, Jessica Steen was the co-pilot, like the driver. Nothing notable. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, she's in a bunch of stuff, but none of the movies are even all that notable. Is she in Smart House? Um, yeah, she is in Smart House. No, no shit. No way. Yeah, but she's like the love interest no in Smart way. House. Okay, weird enough. I thought that's where Cameron, I knew her from. That, I, just you are, uh, it. I apologize. That wasn't. She's no- she's like the main. She's the scientist from Smart House that like sets up the house for him. Crazy. Okay, that wasn't notable to me. Sorry about that. That's my bad. How does it? Ha- uh, how does it feel to have a steel trap as a brain? I mean, dude, I only remember things like that. <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember what he had for breakfast, but he can. Rem- he can remember that obscure Smart I House actress. I would call breakfast, but I'd like bagels at three thirty. <laughs> it's quarantine life, baby. Actually, quarantine I did life. have breakfast like this afternoon. Um, Keith, uh, sorry, we have Keith David as General Kimsey. Keith what David's a, great voice. a bunch of shit. Just yeah. as kind of this guy. Um, he's I the th- dad for. He's the dad in something about Mary. Yeah, he's the Frank of the Beans. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Got it all the way to the top. He's a very animated talker. He's funny. He's in Rick and Morty as the president. He is the president. Cameron, this Rick one's fun for you. He's the arbiter in Halo Two. That makes sense. Yeah, he's the voice in everything. That's not James. What Earl a great Jones, smoky indeed. voice! It's a good voice. It really is. And he's the guy in this guy that's like, we got a nuke. Possibly the man of the hour, Chris Ellis. Um, flight. He's just the flight director that we just. What a familiar face. I gotta look him up. I didn't look at Chris up. Ellis. He's the manager in that thing you do. He's like oh, the right, special right, right. agent. Oh, catch yeah. me if you can. He, he he's got, the principal in October Sky. True. He got hooked on the Ron Howard crew for a bit. Good right crew in to that. get hooked on. What? Good crew to get hooked on, though. Not bad, yeah. What a, what he's a, a usable guy. Face. I've, I've just two more kind of fun ones. Jason Isaacs. Um, I don't really know where he shows up in the movie, but he's, he's Lucius Malfoy. He's he's the scientist guy that's like I'm the smartest person in the world and here's why the nukes aren't going to work. Yeah. He's the, he's the oh. main scientist from NASA. He's like the voice oh, okay. of reason behind the voice of reason. Okay, and then we have the mom from Halloween Town, Cameron. What's her name? April O'Neil. Well, she well, well April O'Neil and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She but I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know what her, oh, what her no. real. Yeah, she's that's not wife. her real name. She's no. ex-wife. Yeah, I don't know her real name, but uh, well, you know, me. she looks like the type that would be a divorcee single mother. Yeah, and she played it in the nineties. Not anymore. Including in uh, Hulk, wait, Halloween Town. Yeah. Yeah, is she divorced in that? Well, she's definitely a single mom. She's got that look. Hmm. So does Yoke. <laughs> Our- she's got the "I live in my dad" divorce apartment. Yeah, it's not hey, going well. She died. Hey, she died and remember the Titans, man. <laughs> okay. I I'd actually, I actually don't. I don't know that to be true. That's not true. I think they were just divorced. Okay. That's that's okay. that. Well, that might not well, be in Remember that's, the that's Titans. Re- that's real life. Actually, in Remember the Titans, they don't say anything, but they imply that she died. But in reality, <laughs> okay. she just lived across town, raising their three well, other everybody, kids. Well, everybody, that and was a hall of a cast and crew. Sorry about that. It, it's uh, a big a cast. Of, it's a big a crew. A lot of them were familiar faces, though. Even if you didn't know their names, they were familiar faces, which is nice. So, I mean, well, yeah, it's not, you can it's not something we had to brush fast. up on. Other than we should probably say this is a Michael Bay film. You know him from big explosion movies. You know him from Transformers. You know him from Pearl Harbor. You know him from throw out some more Michael Bay's. I, I can't I'd say this was Michael Bay's follow-up to his first big hit, The Rock, co-starring mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage and... Sean Connery. So that was not his first movie by any means, I don't think, but it was like a big hit and it started off his explosive big action movies from the 90s to eventually Transformers and now what he is, remaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and shit like that. Uh, sc- screenplay by J.J. Abrams, another familiar name. Oh, nice. Oh, for, the, for Armageddon? Yeah. 
I did read Interesting. that. I did read uh, that. It was, it was actually co-written by J.J. Abrams and Jonathan Hensley, who did the Ridge Jumanji and The Punisher. Oh, nice. interesting. Yeah. So, so a and, lot of uh, like, big-time familiar faces on this one this working Jerry, together a long time ago. Jerry Brockheimer produced. But is this a Walt Disney movie? I don't think so. I think no, this is Walt Disney like it, owned. Like a I think it is a Disney. Yeah, no, because yeah, I remember sure. reading like an unverified that like this is the highest was at the time the highest grossing Walt Disney, Disney yeah. production. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. live live feature. Live feature. Let's move on to uh, moving on to unverified. All right, welcome to Unverified. 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 Armageddon. I have to get to my notes there because I didn't have it open. You actually, there were actually a lot of fun ones on this one. I'm pretty much going to be reading down through uh, Internet Movie Database with Mark here, but Mark, kick it off. Uh, I feel like this is a good uh, kickoff point. Uh, NASA shows this film during their management training program. Yeah. Um, like new employees are given a task of trying to spot as many errors as possible, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Apparently 168 have been found, which seems like the under in the whole, yeah, in the whole I thing. Would say here. So. <laughs> but maybe to, just to go specifically on that, NASA uh, related uh, errors. It may not. be 168 errors, but every one of those errors is ridiculous. It's like not even small <laughs> errors. They're just dumb, dumb Reddit errors. Thread. Ooh. Uh, this is a fun one. When Ben uh, Affleck was auditioning, apparently he asked Michael Bay, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than having drillers be astronauts? And Michael Bay, Bay told him to shut up. And besides, we already uh, we already discussed it in the movie why this happens. <laughs> so in the DVD commentary, um, Ben Affleck, he was young, obviously, mm-hmm. when he did this. And he just shits on the movie all the way through. It's like a mystery yeah, science. Also. It's like a mystery theater whatever 200 Pretty much everybody attached to this shits on the movie. Why? Steve Buscemi claimed that he specifically did this because he wanted another house. Uh, but this is kind of sad. <laughs> oh, you, br- you breeze past that. That's such a good unverified. <laughs> Apparently, though, also the, he Steve Buscemi claimed that the role was initially pitched to him as like a geologist, like a smart, like super, like intelligent guy, and he was looking forward to getting away from like his low kind of usual characters that he plays that are kind of slimy. But then as soon as he got cast, he re- rewrote Rockhound so that he was a sleazy character again. Oh, we're seeing. Uh, you like to play kind of skeevy, borderline pedophiles, right? Borderline. Yeah, I don't remember that character being so. Yeah, uh, I remember being yeah. skeevy and smart and funny, but I guess I I, I skimmed over the uh, the young woman stuff. Yeah, yeah I was uh, that didn't that one hurt. Yeah. In fact, it's awkward. funny. My first introduction to Steve Buscemi, um, just because of the age group we were in, like this movie came came out like when we were like tweens or young teenagers. As well as um, Con Air, didn't he kind of play like a weird pedophile thing in that too? He was a serial he was a serial killer. killer. But they had that weird scene where he's like, he's gonna eat the that little girl. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like he was gonna maybe eat. They a girl. gave Steve the runaround. That's too bad for him. But you know what's yeah, weird? I, I loved him then. I love him now. Like I, like I, even with those characters he played, it's like I like Steve Buscemi. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of Steve. Um, I, I think it's, it's been a growing relationship between me and him yeah uh i didn't i didn't really you know it was, it was always it was always weird to start with but now now i'm kind of in it's endearing it, he's also gotten he's also gotten better better roles 
Uh, Michael Bay, you know the list of demands that they have for the government? Uh, Michael Bay just had the actors write those down for Bruce Willis to read, so that's just kind of some of their fun ones. A taxes thing would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. I like the JFK one when he turns and says, like, no. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's one of the many fun little scenes in the movie. Uh, we were kind of touching on this earlier, but Disney having like rights to this. Well, it's like Touchstone Pictures. Was that is that Disney related? Touchstone was. You a, are just going like... right down IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I, I I said I was going to at the top. If of you this remember, Touchstone was a little thing where like, hey, we want to get into like a more adult. Well, this movie. is a Touchstone film, but uh, the footage of the shuttles taking off is an actual shot of uh, the NASA space shuttle taking off. Uh, so wait a they... second though, not two at a time though. Yeah, that's well, the I most definitely re- goddamn to... ridiculous thing of the movie. I'm like, what? I, yeah, I know I we're in a crunch. That. I know we're in a time crunch, <laughs> but we're not taking off two at a time. They're not that close. I think it's just Jordan, footage. Of hold one your horses, bud. We'll get there. Sorry. I think it's footage of just one shuttle going off. But apparently, uh, well, I used to have how many cameras and shit they had taken down, but I don't have it anymore. But all that footage of the launch is real. I imagine it's just duplicated for two. I know, but that's the dumbest part of this whole entire movie. Uh, so going off everyone kind of complaining or uh, shitting on this movie afterwards, Bruce Willis got involved because he was part of a failure called Broadway Brawler. Essentially, after Broadway Brawler was a flop, Disney's uh, head at the time was like, fine, we'll, 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 we'll take on the money from this flop, but you got to do two movies for us. It was He had to do Armageddon and, and to also do two feature films, and those ended up being The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Bruce Willis uh, didn't really care for Michael Bay's directing. It's kind of catty, kind of catty of Bruce. I think it's notorious that... Refuses to work with him again. I've heard that both Bruce Willis and Michael Bay are both tough to to work with. Uh, Bruce Willis had a second trailer on this set worth $175,000 that was just a gym that he reportedly never used. (laughs) I think that's why. Things like that. Attaboy, Brucey. I just want to say the Rotten Tomatoes scores of this to show you what type of movie we're dealing with. Now, I know Rotten Tomatoes isn't the all-end be-all... Like, some people think it's a dumb way to rate movies, but it gives you, like, this is a popcorn flip. Popcorn flick. Um, the critics' consensus is Say 30, that 38%, but mm-hmm. then the user audience score is 72 so it's just fun <laughs> to watch. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, we know it. It's not good, but it's fun to watch. No, it is good, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, it is which a good a movie. Of, which are a lot of cult classics, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of people shitting on it and apologizing, Michael Bay says he apologizes for Armageddon uh, because he had 16 weeks to do it and it was unfair and he would redo the entire third act if he could. Here's what I don't get. What are they fixing? What are they going to change that'll make it like that much better? I don't know. <laughs> Film was opened on Liv Tyler's 21st birthday. She's only 20? Jesus. So the original script, uh, Mark kind of touched on this earlier, but it didn't have a romantic uh, aspect to it. But because of the success of Titanic the year before in 97, they went back and they rewrote and they filmed most of the romantic scenes, I guess, in like the like end of production kind of. I would say out of quickly, this is only second to Pearl Harbor and Pearl Harbor and the cheesiness of his romance. It's 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 bad. You, uh, this does have a very Pearl Harbor feel to it. Anytime that Liv Tyler's with Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. Anytime 100%. AJ and Liv Tyler are together. I speculate, and this is 100% unverified, that it was nominated for Best Kiss at the MTV Movie Awards, but lost. Oh, fuck. I, this is actually a super important one that we didn't touch on. Armageddon was Bruce's 12th last film before going bald. 
<laughs> Wait, he's that's bald. what they that's what they wrote on IMDb. That like they wrote that. Also, Armageddon was Bruce's twelfth last film before in, before going bald. What does that even mean? It I means also, he had hair in the Sixth Sense in Unbreakable, and then nah, the nah, twelve, nah, nah. 12 movies from now. <laughs> Sixth Sense what was a horrible a stat. That kid movie, Disney's the Kid, toupee. And this one, I hate to break it to you. I don't know what they say is bald. Like, I guess they're saying Mr. Clean bald, like completely bald. But I don't think he has hair in this one. Yeah, he has, he has hair. He has side hair, but he's, he's bald. Um, I have one more. Here's a fun last one just for, like, the last credits. Ben Affleck kind of showing his, um, his director side, if you will. Came up with the idea for the wedding scenes at the end. Uh, with the Super 8, and it's actually, I guess, his own personal Super 8. Oh, that's cool. Um, and anytime oh. he wasn't, anytime that's he right. wasn't in those shots, he was like, he was, he was on the camera. the camera. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, speaking of credits, uh, weirdly, Michael Clark Duncan is not in the list of starring cre- of stars in the credits at the beginning, despite being a Bullsh- major player. Yeah, right. Weird. Is like Owen Wilson. Yeah, like everyone else that's pretty much on the shuttles is in the credits, except for except for Michael Clark Duncan. That's Weird. kind of bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's the last unverified I have. But I can tell you what, we're bringing up his name. That's true. We're not bringing up a lot of people. Well, we bring up a lot of people. America runs on Duncan. Not sponsored. <laughs> uh, should we move on to likes and favorite aspects? Likes and favorite aspects. All right. Welcome back to likes and favorite aspects. Um, does anybody want to kick it off? I mean, like most of the movies we've been doing recently, it's a '90s movie. Bleeds '90s, and it feels good. Yeah, that's a that's a good aspect for sure. The '90s action, just the absurdity of it all. Here's my favorite. Like, this is a a genre of movie I love, which is the enemy is the problem. The antagonist is a problem. Something like this bus can't stop, <laughs> or there's something that's going to hit your planet or fill in the blank. And the whole movie is just like, we got to deal with this problem. Day after tomorrow. We don't have much other time. Yeah. But like that sucks. <laughs> You're right. It's an okay movie. No, I, I, I just like that this movie, even though it is a little bit, it's like two hours and 46 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty long, but doesn't it kind of play fast? It, I mean, there's, well, nope, why, no, there's, absolutely there's a, nope. not. It is a long haul. But, like, we're always going, we're going. Well, here's why. Yeah, there's a problem in every single scene that they're overcoming. It's like nonstop action, kind of. Even the dialogue. Yeah, it's like every scene. Even the, the dialogue first is movie just like, hey, is this is the Earth. problem. Even, like, the dialogue's like, hey, this is the problem. Cool. I can do this. Quit. We can we can do this together. And then, like, it just moves right away. It's just so back and I, forth. I mean, there's things that we could come, but I feel like every every scene has, if there's not, like, a musical, like, a hit song, like, don't want to miss a thing. It's like, like that, just like, like marching, like, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Well, it's just building tension the whole time. God. Um, and this is a subtle thing, but you know what I love from 90 movies, 90s movies like this, like Armageddon, Con Air, Face Off. Anytime the military or government is involved, you get that little the typing. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, just letting us know where we're at. It's like. The government's involved Cape Canaveral. <laughs> I just like that. I miss that. So a lot of my favorite aspects are just nostalgia. Uh, this could bleed into a Mount Rushmore for us, but I like when there's just a major song attached to a motion picture, which was bigger in the 90s, but like Titanic, I mean, like Goo Goo Dolls. You get, I mean, just... You obviously heard me tell you that that's going to be my, my, my Mount Rushmore. I was, right? thinking, I was figuring this one would be a group one this week. 
Okay, cool. But that 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 was my yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. right? I just want to I want to say that for the record for the podcast, so people out there aren't listening, be like, "Oh, good, good idea, Cameron." <laughs> Cameron Cameron brandished it as his own earlier today. I will yeah. say that. Oh, did he? Yeah, but you could, did you do that? You know, you take a win. Okay. Uh, but I <laughs> so, love when there's a major song attached to a movie. <laughs> I do like that, and I like this one a lot. This was a. I wouldn't say Mount Rushmore slow dance songs for middle school for me, but it was in there. It's in there for sure. It played. Funny, it was funny enough, there. I think that Ass one that out. was in Pearl Harbor also became one when we were like later middle school. I don't remember the Pearl Harbor me one. Me either. It was like uh, it was a country song. What was her name? It was a uh, oh shit. No seal. I assume Shania. No, nothing is. Oh, now now you know. Now we're, let's just get to Mount Rushmore right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, what are we on? Likes and favorite aspects. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a good movie with like line delivery and one-liners where the circumstances are so extreme that it's impossible to deliver a line uh, not insanely. Do you know what kind of made me feel good when I watched it? I'm like, oh, there's no superheroes in this movie. Isn't that nice? Mm, true. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just done with superhero movies. Uh, Mark and I were talking about this earlier, though. Say it for us. The whole like the whole like asteroid set just like looks like a Batman set, like the like the bright green oh, yeah. for a nuclear bomb and stuff, and like for sure the el- just the, the ridiculousness of the ship. I, I mean, but you know what it doesn't look like mm. a green screen. True, they're on. They're it looks somewhere. like if you hit one of those, you'd get poked. You know, they actually built a big dumb set. Sure did. Not just with like two set pieces and green screen. Obviously, they had some cute computer animation in, in this, but whatever. I just miss sets. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I, know, buddy. I can't believe this didn't become a fucking roller. Maybe that's how you be, you become a famous director. You just really lean into like a ninety or like an early like Spielberg style of like puppet work help and uh, lean into practical effects again. I mean, this movie's over the top. It's ridiculous. We've said it. It's not good. It's great. There you go. Moving on. All right. Questions. Comments. Animosity. Questions, comments, animosity. Welcome back to questions, comments, animosities. Uh, Jordan, you've talked about this before in the past with movies, so just a quick comment. Anytime a main title blows away in, in, in flame, it's probably a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to get nominated for a 1990-whatever MTV Movie Award. Best kiss. Quick, quick, I guess just question. This is less about the movie, but wasn't there like an MTV Movie Award knockoff of this where they're doing the animal thing, possibly with Andy Dick or someone? <laughs> yeah, they de- they definitely parodied that scene. Just because out of all the scenes, that one's just the most ridiculous. Uncomfortable yeah. no matter what. I like- I'm also pretty weirded out with uh, Bruce Willis just watching his daughter getting like, I don't know, some foreplay in that rocket booster. So here's the animosity with the movie. You're 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 tiptoeing on that. I don't like the relationship, the father-daughter. It's not endearing to me. It's a little creepy. He's very involved in her life. And she, yeah, a little overprotective. And she's obviously just marrying some anima- her, a new version of her dad, which makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's all pretty weird. All she and- knows is oil, man. <laughs> I know. And Japanese. Uh, glad the dog survives in the beginning. It just feel better about that. The dog surviving. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I that thought came across my mind, but I didn't write it down. Interesting. Kind of shitty. The fat like Islander guy dies, and not the person. And like, not, I mean, he was just kind of getting his merchandise fucked with. Feel bad for him, but glad the dog survives. I always feel like if I was, yeah, the dog just needed to be trained a little better. I feel like in movies like this, I'd be like the guy that gets killed before the movie starts, just <laughs> wrong place, credits. wrong time, got hit by some debris. 
Um, also, that opener with the asteroids exploding in New York, you could just paste that in any Michael Bay movie and it'd be fine. It also is just Independence Day. It's also that scene in Transformers where they're landing on Earth and just like making some damage. Well, here's it's also the scene in every other Michael Bay movie where that same shot happens. No, he does do that a lot. There's actually, I think I saw like a YouTube thing where they made fun of it and just like Michael Bay, just people walking slow motion to the camera, a helicopter flying, American flags. Like his montages well, are here, like the same <laughs> in everyone. He made the hell of a Levi's commercial. <laughs> Wrangler. I have one looming animosity, but more like question about this movie. And it tiptoes on recasting, but I'm just going to say it because I want to talk about it. Don't you think this would be just the best if rather than Bruce Willis, we just make it Nicolas Cage? Are we in real? What are what are you doing? I just this I I okay. So you guys aren't going to like this. Yeah, what are you doing? This this is what are you doing? This is more than recasting. This is this movie should have been starring Nicolas Cage so he could get the this trifecta. Is, what are you doing? So you doing? could get Conair face off Armageddon. Boom. It would have been great. That's All my, you- also, I told Megan that you guys are going to hate me bringing this up now, but I just it's just all I was thinking this whole movie. I'm like, Ugh, as good as Bruce Willis is, sure. It's a recast. It's not an uh, that's not a comment. That's true. That's um, true. I have an animosity. Harry is immediately making demands when that helicopter lands, and I think they'd just be like, no. He's like, fine, but my daughter's coming with us. They'd be like, nope, snag him. Just grab him. Obviously, Go. you're not an oil man. He's a boss. <laughs> they must make a fuck ton of money, though. I guess so. There is just a car going off outside the window right now. So, uh, Can you hear that, Jordan? No, not at all. I've actually always wanted to drive a golf ball off of like an oil rig or like an aircraft carrier. That seems like a fun thing to do. Oh, now I hear Just it. something into the ocean where it doesn't seem harmful. Better in the 90s. Now it's just part of that big blob. But Well, yeah, you, you can make it like a biodegradable. I'm sure you can buy those golf balls. Wait, wasn't up. there somebody on Shark Tank who was like trying to be like, it's fish food. <laughs> golf balls? It was like some, bro- yeah, yeah. It was like biodegradable, like possibly And fish then food. flash to the golf ball just shoved in a blowhole of fill in the play. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not- I mean, it's a possibility. I do have a character animosity. This is towards the end of the movie, but it's um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, it's the character actor who's the pilot. He is willing to shoot people way too quick up there. He brought a Jordan, gun to he, space. He, the contingency plan. He's in charge of the contingency plan. Oh, the sharp. Yeah. I just thought it was like way too. I, I'm quick. sorry because there's there's also another hunk up there that like we don't uh, we don't really touch on. Yeah, that guy's just oh. there. He's just there yeah, to it die. It is weird. There's but, but just there, a, were like, there were two times during this movie. Mark and I turned to each other. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Have we seen him before? He's just there to show He's that people can die, but they also can be hunky at the same time. We don't need that because they already killed like Owen Wilson and some other cool key players in like the first like ship. Yeah. Yeah, they they really <laughs> killed a lot of people quickly. Like right away. when you see a movie like this, you're like, they can't all last, and they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> We're just we gonna get rid of a whole ship. Crew two's done. Like... Don't worry about it. It was way two too much. Two okay, teams. Ki- kind of like a tag on animosity to my Harry's being way too demanding is like Billy Bob Thornton, NASA, and the government are way too accommodating at the same time. It's like a two way street if both are being pretty ridiculous. They're out of options. They obviously well, didn't like... think it through. 
No, not at all. Like, like the scene that really caps it, like it might come up in later in quotes, but like when Bruce Willis is like, what's your contingency plan? He's like, we don't got one. He's like, fine, I'll do it, but I want my own crew. And he's like, not a problem. And it's like that simple. That sounds no good. No questions asked. Tell I'm us what need, you need. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who has much. a contingency plan for this? Why wouldn't they have just like brought just Harry on as like the commander like to teach people how to like they wouldn't they wouldn't accept like a whole like 12 member team of just like riffraff randos well mark well one they would never get past the health aspects of it they can't go up in space oh, they're yeah. gonna make a the new whole disease. mental thing when they're like cr- like sort of they're breaking down like they, they didn't make it past the well, first listen, test i get it's to make them quirky but that is a crazy crew he's working with like a crazy oh, actually crew. quick question what's up with all those spiky rooms what's up with are those foam spikes like what's going That's, on there? um you know what that is i don't know <laughs> that's uh, that's um it's uh acoustics it's a uh, it's acoustics oh yeah that's okay true. why do they have a giant Actually, warehouse full of that shit with a with some sort of hovercraft that they have in where they're with their rover in it that's just nasa are they stuff. are they gonna drive over the spikes are they supposed to avoid the spikes don't drive over the spikes i'll tell you that Seems they're like this enough. is what it's gonna look like they're up on the asteroid uh but just like tagging on to that too, like animosity, like they're wasting so much time with like just just fu- just getting the crew wrangled in. Seemed like that's like at least three days. I guess the biggest thing is, <laughs> did they have to drill? Was drilling our only option? No, I don't even well, know if like, they could. And Mark and I were sick. talking about this earlier. Like after they had the crew there, like kind of fucking around, being clearly reckless and unreliable in space. Why didn't they just take everything they learned from there and then still send up that crew that they had trained for? The, like you know, like oh, they figured out drilling. We watched them. It's fine now. Yeah, that's true. There could be a lot of learning from like actual astronauts that are gonna eventually be the ones who go up. Like, I guess the answer to that is that shuttle two, and most of shuttle two doesn't make it except for Harry's stupid fucking crew. Harry's crew makes it. Here's another thing I was thinking. A couple of those Shark Tank ideas that came in beforehand, they just didn't have the right s- spokesperson to come in. The, the sail idea was actually kind of decent. That's what I'm saying. The solar sail would. It was work, just a I nervous think. guy who was in front of Mark Cuban, and he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to pitch the idea. He didn't. It know was his a numbers. good yeah. idea. He didn't know the numbers. They had to pitch to numbers. Harry, and Harry's like, "You want me and my crew to take a weekend off?" Well, that's like maybe the biggest one. He's like, hey, I, I need all my crew the night before the shuttle launches to have the night off. And he's like, hey, I'm not asking. I'm telling you. No. Also, I know there's uh, a government, no, we but how do they know days. he's the best driller? They just did some references. Like, who's really good at drilling? Do you guys know? Well, no, they checked out the, um, what do they call them? The uh, schematics. They checked out the numbers. <laughs> They're just, they knew their numbers. Uh, what, what's like the NFL draft? Uh, like, tele- telematics? The schemat no, it's like uh something with an S. Anyways. <laughs> Mark and I were talking about this earlier too, but like isn't it weird? Saber that Harry- metrics. <laughs> That's what it is. What is it? Saber metrics. It is saber metrics. <laughs> Mark and I were talking about this earlier, but like why isn't Harry going through a lot of this training? Like he's kind of immediately being put in some sort of leadership role where he's just talking with the head of NASA and the government. But also like, he's quite he's, obviously he's- the oldest. Yeah, and he's just a roughneck. He needs some training. Everybody's in the pool. He's just like, yeah, not good enough. You're going to be the one running this. Yeah, you need some gravity training, bro. As bad as the training was, I do love, and I know it extended the movie, I love a getting together montage training going through it. Okay, well, actually, I have a question for you guys. Then I agree with that, though. That, that like that's the part, that's why this movie is so long. I actually like, like that business. more than some. Like if that if they took that out, this movie would be like. Not as good. 
Well, that's my question to you then, I guess. What what scenes do you think should have been taken out that were just way too much? Because there is a lot of fluff in this that could have streamlined this a bit. As much as I like him, anytime that the divorced man is talking to his kids, we get it. It didn't work really? out. I agree with that. And um, when he dies, we knew he was going to die from the get-go. He's the divorced sad man. How about like, the whole he, ISS he, he thing? He doesn't die. The 20, 30 he minute die. ISS. He makes it home. Are you sure? He makes it to the end. In fact, his kid hugs him at the end, and now they're totally cool. Oh, well, he yeah. was a salesman earlier. Yeah, you're right. He'll have no problems. You're right. He did In live. fact, now that we're talking about that, let me just quickly get into that. She immediately flipped from being like, that's a salesman. Don't touch that filth. To the next night being like, that's not a salesman. That's your daddy. Well, daddy doesn't have to pay taxes anymore. So also, getting- like the 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 risk reward for her to tell her uh, son that is is exponential. Like if he comes back, he's going to be a hero. Like of course that's your dad. But if he dies, like he's still here. Like the risk your dad, reward. Your dad was a hero. He's dead yeah, though. He's still not exa- in her life. Exactly. She she's fine either way. It actually probably would have been better for them if he did die, because now <laughs> they're going to live, and it turns True. out. They're not good for each other. He still has a gambling problem. That didn't go away. That gambling, yeah, that that, never, in fact, that's that what he left. did on his last night alive, right? Yeah. And that was his wish from the government is to get He's Caesar's palace like weak. So like Here, give this kid this spaceship toy. I gotta go gamble. I think you know that. <laughs> also, here's what's funny. They have one night off and they mm-hmm. go to their corners of the world. How do they get there? I believe he was in... Uh, they don't. 90% of them are in that strip club in the same town. That's true. And they get arrested. Again, um, the it, it, it's weird that the joke was how young, like, like Steve Buscemi, like, how old are you again? Because mm-hmm. I got a sticky past with underage girls. Anyway, really like his acting. <laughs> really funny guy, but... Uh, 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 speaking of uncomfortable and things I hate, I have an animosity here. The spacesuits, they look stupid. They're like made out of like a cottony corduroy fabric. They look dumb as shit. Why I why wouldn't okay. they have just space? Wouldn't it look So there's a with- cu- there's a couple different spacesuits. There's like the 90s orange spacesuits that we start with that I love. I, I like yeah, give I me the col- give me the colorway of spacesuit Jordan. <laughs> oh, nice! No fucking way! You mean launch ready NASA spacesuit? <laughs> I Listeners, you can't hear that. Jordan just like pulled up a bright orange, <laughs> like what you're thinking of token orange. Yeah, somehow he has a NASA spacesuit. I don't even uh, know where he pulled this from. NASA you might ready. Have to just put that on. It's too tight. <laughs> it's tight. Yeah, that's how they come. That's how they're supposed to be. So we start with the cool '90s orange color wave thing, but then yeah, we do it get into like a weird like um, the spacesuit's stupid. It's fabric. It's cotton. It's puffy. It's space it's exploration's not, always. It's like a cable knit sweater. Yeah, it looks so stupid. Do you know what else was actually? I this is dumb, but those sunglasses that drop down on Steve Buscemi that are wicked '90s and stupid when he's looking at Earth and like the sun. Those are um, kind of cool though. Cameron was actually we were watching it earlier together, and he was making a point of like how '90s this movie was. <laughs> And then, like, actually, like, right when he finished his point, the, the glasses dropped. It wasn't even a visor, just, like, 90s, like, Oakley glasses. <laughs> and, like, it just... I uh, wanted really Oakley so like bad as a kid. Like, cool people were Oakleys, and now they now they don't. I was more of a Ray-Ban sunglasses. Yeah, like, when bass players wear those, like, rainbow, like, uh, polarized glasses. Yeah, those are cool. Also, um, poker. I feel like it's a poker player move, mostly, too. Here's another... Yep, just... yep. yep. This isn't recasting, but I just don't buy Billy Bob Thornton as that guy. 
No, me the, either. Just it seems like you a don't weird buy casting. Bad Santa as like the the fucking NASA. Now, Bad like, Santa, no. I buy. Also, Bad like, Santa, a, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Also, also question uh, animosity. Like, I don't think he'd be in charge of this entire mission. Like, I think the government we would take still over. have a president, right? Yeah, he's he just the head like, of NASA. He seems to be making all the shots here, but like, I don't think he's in charge of saving the world. Yeah, the he's general, helping. The general he's with the smoky voice. He's he's uh, he's probably a step ahead of him. Yeah, um, I would totally agree. He, that, Billy Bob Thornton's definitely helping, but not in charge. The sure. general that wants to nuke everybody is a trope that's in any movie that's di- any disaster movie from the nineties. <laughs> True, nuke him. We nuke gotta him nuke right the bastards. Uh, in fact, they might even say bastards after mo- we gotta nuke the bastards. Nuke it's the usually bastards. the line. Nuke them all. We gotta the, nuke them, Mister President. Oh man, um, the the two characters that are interchangeable are. Uh, the Iron Giant character that's like, nuke him, nuke him. Like, remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Just so you you can switch nuke. them both. Like, I guess it goes as far back as, uh, what's that one? Um, yeah, I'm not going to come. It's not coming to my mind. I have one fact and one question. Fact, it takes three days to get to the moon. They got there in about an hour. Number, <laughs> num- now my hey, question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, we don't, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I don't know exactly the timeline from when they launched, but it sure seems like we got to the moon and back within like the same day, 48 hours. Yeah. As you guys were saying, it's a pacing problem with you. We spent a lot of Earth time. We really did. We got to really move along space time. Well, also on top of that. This isn't we... interstellar Actually, for Christ's you sake. and I would cut. The whole thing we should cut that would save at least 20 minutes is the space station is totally irrelevant. They're leaving on giant rockets to the moon. Just blast there. Don't like that's that's 20 minutes of plot we could have cut out. We spent a lot probably... of lovey-dovey time on on the sea. We did some dancing underground with our Irish immigrants. Uh, <laughs> I need more sinking. I need more iceberg and sinking. You want more and, tape two of the boobs. VHS. I'm with you a little bit on that. I'm strictly dictally tape one point, just the boobs, and then I'm done. I'm like, I don't care if the iceberg falls. <laughs> I don't want to watch this sink for another I've six seen hours. The end. I've, seen, I've the end. seen the boobs. I know it's not good. Also, Mark and I had a problem with this. Uh, why, like, okay, one, why is everyone getting off the, the shuttles at the space station? Seems like 90% of the crew could have just waited aboard to leave again. Number two, why was Ben Affleck not trained on how to do the fuel dump, and why was he in charge of it at all? Like, like it seems like they had no set plan to when they got to the station. They're just like, what's up, everybody? We're hanging out. Us as an audience, like, when we showed up to the ISS, we're like, we're already off mission. Like this wasn't even <laughs> talked about. I feel like we're they showing actually up for sent... another fucking stop. They shouldn't. I know. Like ultimately, they assumed that at least one of these space shells is all going to die, so they had to spend two. That's why they got two? That's the only contingency but plan. I they feel had. like they were way low on astronauts. Way low. Because like once one of those astronauts die, it's like, what are we doing up here? <laughs> Oh yeah, True. like you're actually like we like, have two astronauts. astronauts versus drillers for sure. Yeah, yeah. One's maybe so maybe too Harry drillers. just needed like I don't know four extra people because it seemed like when Steve Buscemi got up there, he wasn't even valuable because he wasn't a driller. He was just a geologist. <laughs> like you actually didn't need to take most of those people up there. So if if you're if you're listening to this and if you haven't rewatched the movie, I do not remember him going so AWOL up there. No, me either. It's but fun. I like it. Steve Buscemi's character goes off the walls. Oh. He's he, he shoots bullets of people uh, like is, a uh, machine gun this, is unver- this leads into an unverified that we didn't say apparently that is the actual protocol for someone who goes like uh kind of like a wall 
and space like just to wrap them up with duct tape because it's like space grade <laughs> like it's it's space you grade just can't get adhesive <laughs> but well, didn't they say something stupid like he's gone space mad oh no he <laughs> has space dementia i'll get to that space in quotes <laughs> Dude, don't tell dementia. me this movie doesn't have quotes because i wrote down some quotes no i okay i i think this has a lot of funny line readings and quotes but there's not like welcome to earth there's not like a quote you know there, what i mean oh there's some um but okay. i don't know that I, there I, is I gotta take it back a second before we left earth Animosity. I don't think Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler should be fucking in the thruster. I don't think that's going to be good for the mission. Number two, I think it's funny that he says, "Will you marry me?" and then slides the ring on her finger because I bet she'd be like, "No," and then no. sliding it off. Hold on, hold on, go back though. Why do you think that's going to be good for the mission? Maybe, maybe we need Ben Affleck to be kind of maybe, clear-headed. He's got. I he's think got we don't need that extra weight hanging in that booster in there. I think we should just not touch anything. You know, just don't put any, don't put two well, bodies in there. Maybe. They're adding some, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fucking spin zone this. I guess the whole thing is when I watch that scene, when they're just sitting in the back. The I'm gonna call it the thruster. I don't know if that's yeah. What we don't know what it is, but yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for it to go off. I'm like, that's that's a dangerous place to be, guys. Even though I know it can't, I'm just waiting for it to go off. Or hey, for actually, just to get, fall guys, or can you, something. Can you hold on real quick? Uh, don't don't start. I just, I just don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I was ready for that one. I won't get sick of it. I won't. Um, that's actually my favorite aspect of this whole fucking movie. That I don't want to miss a thing. The whole it'll get into our Mount Rushmore. Um, it's my dad. Oh, this, is, this is just kind of a question, right? Like right before they leave, too. Liv Tyler's just like off on an old launch site that seems like I don't know, out in the middle of nowhere, miles away, and like she has no car. How did her and Bruce Willis get there? And what the fuck are they doing right before the launch, being really far and unreachable away? Seems like they should be getting ready. Hey, are there's you in Tallahassee? No well, there's like helicopters that I'm fly in Cape by. Canaveral. I imagine no. those helicopters that go overhead after that scene are like, where the fuck have you been? We're about to go. <laughs> yeah. Also, like during the launch, there's a lot of helicopter action I don't think is necessary. Why is there so many fucking helicopters everywhere? Okay, which just actually which gets us to the news. launch. It's big news. I mean, why, think about it. Why would they ever launch those two shuttles right next to each other at the same time in the same place? Like, like when they're doing that roll, they're like 10 feet away from each other. So apparently there are two actually launch pads at Cape Canaveral, three miles apart. So clearly not what we see in the movie. Okay. And it, no. it just we would never do we would never do that. We would never. No. Lo- <laughs> it's like another projectile in the air at the same time that we could. Oh, 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 launch oh, one was a success, but launch two veered directly into launch one and took out both crews. So sorry. So from the time that NASA gets Harry and his crew, what we launch in like. Less than a week. Yeah, I don't even think they could set up two space shuttles to launch in that short of a time. As we learned from the Martian, it seems like it takes us a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I would assume. Hey, we all remember the Martian. We had to we had to buy it from China and then some other countries when we accidentally blew them up and stuff. Well, that's nowadays or in the future. I mean, we don't even have a space program anymore, practically. You know what? I wish there was one point in this movie, and I know you guys think it's a little long, but if I could add. a scene from another movie as the two spaceships are going up in the air. Mm-hmm. I'd like Gary Sinise's character <laughs> from, from Apollo, Apollo 13. 13 to be like, God damn it. Just look it up. I get to go up again. Yeah. Actually. Damn. Okay. I got my recast and never mind. I'm good. I, I was thinking about where to put him in this. Um, I know where I'm putting him now. Oh, um, I have a, here's, I have a... here's just a fun, a fun, sorry. Sorry. Here's a fun fact. Go. There are three people up in the ISS right now. 
We've got a European, an American, and a Russian. Just that's th- them's are the facts. There's never just one person, right? No, I'm I don't not think sure. So. I don't, has there ever been just one? That would be scary, right? I'm actually this time I'm really going to the bathroom, but I don't okay. want to miss. <laughs> okay, here's a. Um, I have a big animosity, and I have this with a lot of space movies. They put the ISS into a spin, and it immediately like just makes perfect gravity but like the shape of it doesn't make sense at all you would need like a cylindrical like ring thing and you need to be going in a circle and you'd have to be on the outside of that for any gravity but like it's like mostly like a big tube in the middle so that wouldn't mean shit can i go along with that let's assume that they probably didn't use that gravity thing all that much yeah. that russian the moment they turn it on would just be like wobble down and fall like yeah. oh no oh no i have no muscle, <laughs> muscles I, my muscle masses are lost and, like, a lot of those Ugh. passages and shit, like, are off to the side, and it's not, like, with a regular, like, like like gravity in mind. So, like, you'd have to climb a bunch of ladders and shit, and it wouldn't be easy just, like, floating through. Seems like I don't did, know why how... would they need to do that at all? Yeah, why couldn't they just float? It just seems what like... What do we need gravity? I think it was honestly just because, like, this is really expensive and hard to shoot. We're not going to shoot a no-gravity yeah, scene. And we, that's what you guys Yeah, think. and we you already decided the there's gravity on the... Uh... They turn on the gravity machine because we're not doing this, and guess what? The asteroid has gravity too, you fuckers. It 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 feels like the set design from pre and post on and off asteroid. They just are like, whatever. To your guys' point, it just looks like a Joe Schumacher film. Yeah, it just looks like we're at a stunt show. The like even they even have just like have a big flat like arena essentially, which is their stage. So I mean, like it it looks a little too much like a set. But I like it. At the at the oil site, the offshore um, drilling location at the beginning, that felt like a Universal Studios stunt show. We got explosions coming. We're working with metal. A little bit like Waterworld. Yeah. But I, I, I still prefer this. I still prefer the end with set pieces as dumb and fake and campy as they look over green screen. I agree with that. I agree, too. Just, uh, not, like, I feel like 90s. Um, action flicks always have like it's it's very like sp- sparky like there's sparks every sparks. Just oh, I did have one question. Ab- sparks or just flashing Man. light when and you're like, why do we need a strobe? Oh, that's always another this- thing. Like, pretty much after the launch, it's like strobing the rest of the movie. It's Hopefully strobing you don't blue have the entire movie because this movie mm-hmm. is not for you. Also, what surprised me is on the asteroid there was so much wind and debris there that I think that. It would just pu- puncture their sh- suits. Oh, a hundred percent. It'd be moving so fast and just like they could never land on it. Like anim- they could never land on that thing. It would not work like that. No, no, no. They've got uh, skis. They've got skis. Okay, which gets <laughs> me to the ship. Gee, like, okay. First off, they they land later at the end of the movie with wheels, but they definitely have some skis they glide in on. Like, I'm gonna be jumping back and forth in sequence a little bit, but like, okay, one dude, he hates one, the skis. He like when we were watching, he mentioned the skis like five times. Okay, let's just get Go on. This is your time. Let's just get into some gravity questions first off. When Ben Affleck and the secondary <laughs> crew are like launching over that Grand Canyon on the thing, and they're like, "Don't worry, if we launch like these rockets again, it'll drop us down." Why would that make sense? It would just keep launching them into space. You're at well, a beeline to fucking just, Venus. I think that's any space movie that's like action adventure or gravity. Just the gravity I think is once not. You're, yeah. I, I, well, I'm I'm speaking specifically of gravity when she's up there. Just when you you wally it with a with a either your oxygen tank or yeah, yeah, yeah. or you just it's never gonna work. You can't, you can't, you can't do it. But okay, now moving on though, why the fuck does that uh, giant machine gun have to be on that thing at all? Like, why would they have needed that? If 
if, <laughs> what? I don't what? even get why that was there, period. No, because, like, if anything, you would need, like, a saw or something because, like, oh, we're just going to shoot our way through the obstacles in front of us. Are they just saying we can't blow stuff up, so we're going to have to shoot it shoot it through? Or I'm also hoping that there's, like, just a case of aliens, you know, just a case of, like, you know, meteorite bugs and stuff. You never know what you're working with. Yeah, you don't it know. Was like, actually, it was during when... um. When Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler were having their like moment, Cameron like turned to me. He's like, "Why do they have a fucking minigun?" Like, it just Space he didn't actually say that, but it... <laughs> I would say now that I'm thinking of it, we have four too many cast members in the crew. Yeah, and they kill them all off, which they needed to do. Well, I'm telling you, most but, of them didn't have to come up anyway. There are only so many people that actively drilled. Well, the weird thing was, and I know it's because people died. It seemed like they were drilling with three people crews yeah that's it that's all it that's took. what i'm saying they didn't need to have, have all these people die and ac- the only thing that seemed accurate in the movie is they got up there and was like we can't drill this meteor shit well that, <laughs> like, oh, that yeah, was that a contingency sense. about uh about why they were up there no uh we're not gonna be doing any of that astronaut bullshit it's all just around. drilling Turns no, out, Steve yeah, was, you're going to be doing, like, the whole astronaut bullshit. Well, he, like, well, he even says, like, we aren't doing any of that, like, spacewalk stuff. Like, no, you'll pretty much just be walking out on a meteor, like, out. You're going to be like, doing oh, the- everything an astronaut does. Oh, so, like, the scariest place imaginable. That's all you had to say, the scariest place there imaginable. Nice. That's a good line. Yeah, that's a good line, and that's, that's why he became a funny guy. <laughs> just, that's good. Thank you. Scariest, yeah. scariest place imaginable. <laughs> that's a good quote. That's all. Uh, Thanks. That's all you Comment, the whole sequence of the bomb going off, of being remotely triggered, is hilarious. You have like the army general doing those like side glances of like someone triggered it and like looking over across like the hall at Billy Bob Thornton. You have uh, Coach Yotes, uh, which because I can't remember his real name. Um, sure. His name's Chick in the movie. You have Chick the whole time just doing a running commentary throughout the fight, like thirty-one seconds, and just like hey, how how are we gonna turn how are we gonna turn this bomb off right now? And just like we're being Yosty, like the whole sequence is pretty hilarious. Actually, it's very Yosty. It's like fourth quarter. Fourth, it's very Yosty. Yeah. In, in, mm. It's whisper in talking. Trade. It's is it? it's his whisper talk, but it's in the must go faster, must go faster. Yeah, yeah. What are we all doing here, guys? Don't you know that's a bomb? <laughs> um, I actually am mad. I at Harry at the end. If we're talking about bombs, he really dicks around to almost not blow up the bomb. Yeah, I know. And I know that it's crazy circumstances, and I don't know why everything's blowing up around him, but everything's blowing up around him it, on the asteroid. It really seems like if they just would have given it a second, it was about to break up anyway, you know? It was about to fall apart, probably. Harry's a baller in that aspect because, like, he does the same thing with, like, the initial, like, when when Yost's, like, counting down. Like, he, he knows, like, well, I know this, you know, I, I'm I know this guy can this. fucking defuse a bomb in, in 32 seconds, so that's all I'm going to leave him. I'm gonna do an awesome <laughs> monologue before then. True. He does a. He takes so much time. So much time, AJ. It would have been so nice to have like thirty seconds. Like, whew. Here's the blue wire. Yeah, let's really think this out. And have you done anything in gloves? I've never done anything in carpet space gloves. Oh yeah, actually, Mark has a whittling uh, kit, and I was whittling in gloves last night. I don't want to get into it, but yeah, I'm into whittling. <laughs> yeah, we do some whittling now. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see one of your thumbs kissing goodbye. That's what the gloves are for. I've, what have you whittled? Nothing. Yeah, Anything. I, this, is, this is news to me. I have a we're just whittling blocks gonna... right now. We don't really know what we're whittling. We're just kind of like shaving wood right now. Why is Cosmonaut so much cooler than like Astronaut? I mean, they're both cool, but like Cosmonaut like, kind of just sounds cool. Eh? What's the difference? One's the Cosmos, one's the Astros? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess like the space is <laughs> yeah. different above Russia. I'm not sure. That guy's a ruski. He's he's there to have fun. He had vodka on the ship. You could tell. Oh, he was drunk from the beginning of the second he was on that film to the end. 
Let me look at the cheaper right now. That reminds me By the of, way, uh, I'd, I'd be pissed if I was that guy. Like, he, he was living, like, whatever. I was soon to be lavish up in space by himself. And all of a sudden, like, now he's got a mission thrust upon him. Yeah, really. And the Americans, like we do, we come <laughs> in, we fuck everything up. This whole movie, I'm like, where, where's the rest of the world? Isn't anybody, like, why this is... Right. They say at the beginning, he says, this is the biggest I joint know. force ever. We have France, Russia. We have us. We have the rest. That one Russia. It's still just, just like America to be like, well, we're clearly going to be the ones to take this on. That's like every it, space it, movie that's ever come out ever, though. It's always been like, it's America. Well, we're if you doing think this. about it, at this time, there's only yeah, two countries right. in the world, which is crazy. There's space programs. It's us and the Russians. And that's fucking it. True. China does now, I think, more so. And yeah. they're going to surpass the 90s? us and everything soon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody else had a space program that would like send people into space. I think other people like created astronauts and like sent like, people to space, have... but they didn't have their own programs. Yeah, but they'd send them with us or the Russians, you know. Oh, all right. But that doesn't mean other people couldn't have had ideas. It's like that one part in Independence Day. It's the it's the Yanks or something. Right. Oh, finally, but the, the goddamn Yanks. It's about bloody time. About We've time. all been just sitting around waiting for them to come up with a plan. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you, Amer- exactly. That <laughs> You get a little bit of that vibe in this. Uh, comment, question, animosity, <laughs> I don't know. I think that comment that hit Paris that completely took out Paris was a global killer. That was a giant explosion, and, like, you know, the size of that probably should have... I think a global killer is the end. So they say uh, at the, be- it they say been, at the beginning the Big Bang was six miles wide or whatever. Like, that was at least, like... Not the, well, not the, the, the Big Bang, but like Texas, the, 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 the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Um, but like, so that they're saying that was like six miles wide that like destroyed the Earth. You would think that like one that's going to fuck up Paris is probably going to do the same thing. I, I'm just reiterating what Cameron's saying. Like, Yeah, that's definitely big enough that it probably yeah, was... It would good. be big enough to fuck it up. Also, I don't think like this asteroid going through the like uh, asteroid belt would be making us... A, I believe Billy Bob Thornton says, we've become a shooting gallery for the last 15 days. I don't think it would just like knock those into us. I think it would just like hit him out of the way or disintegrate him, right? I don't think that would work. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of loopholes in this movie, I think. But here's my biggest question then. So this thing's the state, the size of the state of Texas, and they only have to drill 800 feet into it for it to blow up? Doesn't yeah, seem they've, like got, they they've to got to get to the perfect perfect half, dude. It's only like it's only with like the, with a nuclear 1600 bomb. Yeah, feet. But you're telling dude. me so like I, half of Texas is only bomb. like 800 feet? It's like a 1600 foot state? Texas is one of those weird states where, yeah, it's uh, the bedrock. It's it comes flat. Out, yeah, it's well. Mark it's had a, a question: is, is it like a disc? Do they just not have to go very far there, and it'll just perfectly <laughs> yeah. split? It's the size of Texas, but it's it's as thin as like the fucking Mississippi. No, <laughs> that's well, a bad. okay. Uh, Texas is seven hundred ninety miles long. Okay, so what's that? What's that? Six hundred and six and six hundred and sixty miles wide. Okay, what's that in feet? Is that more or less than eight hundred? Yeah, it's shallow asteroid. I think we all know <laughs> okay, that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm this whole time, know. it's just been a fucking frisbee. <laughs> you know what's funny? We're gonna explode this, and then like Uranus is just gonna get obliterated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in, like, also, like weeks. if you look at the horizon peak, where like it's too far, it is way too close to Earth. It would never split in time. Like what Billy Bob Thornton originally showed was like that far apart. But by the time we're getting to like the real time, it's like it's like that far apart. You know, my hands move closer. They, had, they um, had very little room for air, and he went to the second. Yeah. So I feel like 
we might have. We still something. might be burning up the atmosphere and like making it two hundred degrees on the surface or something. There is a uh, explain. It's called an El I five like uh, thread on Twitter. Explain like I'm five, and they did one on this movie. Like explain like I'm five. Um, the situation if this were to actually happen, like what our actual like response would be. And, oh, and just um, pray. They said what. It, once we found out, it probably just wouldn't be enough time for us to either do anything. Um, just because. Oh yeah, just because I think by this time, at, at like a like point, like a percentage of space. Don't they say in the movie we can only like really look at like three percent at a time, or like I believe Billy Bob Thornton at. says it's a big damn sky, Mister President. With all due respect, <laughs> this is to go back to the beginning. But one of the funnest things about rewatching movies like this that you've seen throughout your life is actually seen it from the start of the movie. And this one has a humdinger of a start. It has way too many beginnings. The New York could have been in the beginning. The space station's no, no, no. beginning. I'm talking about the observatory. Oh. How mean that guy is to his wife. Is that necessary? Hell no. It's funny. I mean, The whole dialogue back and funny. forth, both of them are funny. Even her being like, hey, your pot pie's done in the microwave. I want a divorce. Like, it's just hilarious. Like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I just... It makes me realize how good of a movie Apollo 13 was. It really is. <laughs> just like how much better it was. The attention to detail and everything. A few more things here. Question. How the fuck is that ship supposed to take off again when like it's clearly damaged? It just like has back thrusters and sleds. So it's just going to... Skis, it's got sorry. skis, bro. It's got so skis. it's just going to go forward really fast and they're going to have to take off. So one, they're going to just have to crush through a bunch of rock. Like in the movie, it just shows them be like, and take off. And all of a sudden they're up in the air. But number two, that's right I, next to Bruce Willis. I don't know so enough about. Uh, I don't know enough about space to dispute that. It goes. I know enough to say that shit won't work. It seemingly goes from like a um, a space shuttle type aircraft to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh huh. Like yeah, it. It much. just seems like they're like, yeah, you know, we well, gotta get. Aren't there like the, as soon as so we got like into the, uh, we have like the white space shuttle, right? And yeah. Like the boosters that when we launch, I feel like the space shuttle itself. Like isn't like capable of like thrusting off of a planet. You would right? need like no. a runway a, again. I think it's just a landing tool, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, yeah I think it's hundred percent a landing the tool. Thing they didn't even, really like, bring that up. Boosters either. or fuel? I don't or even know if it like has glider. those jets in the back. Um, the boosters would still be there, but like, yeah, everything. Okay. I don't it's know. Got thrusters, boosters. Number two, Bruce Willis is right there. So when that thing takes off, he's gonna get burnt to death, and so is that bomb because it's all just gonna go. They're just gonna rip through there. They're going to hear a pop, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, that was Bruce. Oh, no, Bruce is dead. <laughs> so say that happened. What would you do as an aircraft? They're like, well, it doesn't make sense to go back to Earth. No, they did say, oh, yeah, I would fly off towards, yeah, you just, you just know, find a good view. You guys want to land on the moon? Let's land on the moon. Yeah, what you know, a wild try, view try, that try would be, it eh? somewhere. See how far like, you can get. Like, imagine that. Yeah, if there's no more Earth, just try something, you know? You'd want to get to a good spot, right? Just, just to watch it, it or would it, you like it would be fun to watch from the moon earth explode and be like oh we fucked up because how how many hours it would only be like half a day later right circ- let's circle back to the moon and just kind of like fuck around on the moon for a bit yeah. you guys yeah. i mean we're already those, up here those space shuttles with those science labs were seemed super full of oxygen high tech it's weird that there was like a two-story layer that they had inside i'd ships. say you could redock at the international space center but as you know in disaster movies that thing fucking <laughs> exploded <blew> it <laughs> it 
Let's see what happens in every movie. That's what. Also, Russian, I just oh, do not man, think that you could have Russian. that elevator that lowers down and have that with the heat shield going on. Huge animosity. That elevator looks like something I made. Like, why are we <laughs> cutting back here? Why? Like, first of all, that, that's just not how it's going. If I know at the end. When, uh, that elevator that lowers down might be the most '90s thing of the whole movie. It it, it pisses me off so much. I as I watch Bruce Willis like sacrifice himself and let and let uh, Ben Affleck's character go back up, I'm like, I bet like I can. It looks like something you look for like the cage where you look at sharks. I'm like, I can <laughs> see air holes. I'm pretty sure AJ's gonna die in there. I don't. It's gonna jam <laughs> coming like- up. That would actually piss me off quite a bit. It looked shaky and rickety. I didn't like okay, it. Okay, question. Do you think there's a way they could have made this more believable and enjoyable? Would it still be as enjoyable if it was more believable? Fuck no. Okay. No. Would it have been more sad if AJ just died and Bruce was like, thanks, man. <laughs> Solid. Thanks, dude. Thanks. It'd be funnier. You drew the short straw. That's the way it goes. That's that's the way it goes. How quickly and immediately probably did AJ, Ben Affleck's character, on the way back be like, oh, I'm so happy that Bruce Willis is dead, not me. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God, thank God, thank God, thank God. From that moment that he's just like silent in the chair immediately when they drag him back and strap him in, he's just like, oh. <laughs> So back home, NASA headquarters, they got the audio, which I never believe that could happen anyway. Yeah. Ever. But anyway, so they've got the audio of the mission, so they hear... Harry sacrificed himself, Bruce Willis's character. Yeah, which Mark brought up was like the best reception they had the entire movie, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But back sure. on the space shuttle, they'll be like, "What happened down there?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like uh, AJ Ben Affleck's character pushed Bruce Willis out. It's like, "Fuck you, I'm going back up. I changed my mind. I love you. I love you. I love your daughter. Fuck, We're gonna no, get married." The, the comms. Oh yeah, like there's uh, we could do a whole section on the comms. <laughs> I don't believe oh, those like, ever. <laughs> Ever. There's, There's a about part this, but like, so yeah, go on. <laughs> I think we're about to say, say the same part, um, but it's when uh, is it Colonel Sharp and and Bruce Willis are like fighting, yeah, just over like, and they're like, oh, we lost comms, but we can hear them perfectly somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the general like talks to the president. He's like, uh, Mr. President, yeah, I saw too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all saw. <laughs> That part made me laugh so fucking hard. I actually yeah. love the. Yeah, we saw. I love the, the Nukem General. Isn't that guy a blast? Is. The whole that time is so be like, we must nuke them now. We must do it always. What was the problem with nuking too early? Why couldn't they just? It would never stop it. It's too big and it's coming too fast. You got it's, Jordan, Jason, no, Isaac. You, it's, you, it's a firecracker. It's a fire. Yeah, That's true. Perfect. Oh, good. Good on you, Cam. Shout out though. I know we brought it up, but I obviously didn't remember Jason Isaac was in this movie. But it's fun to nope. see him in things. Like him. I like the guy. And like not be like, yeah, he's not evil in this. It's he's nice. not evil. It's pretty much this and October Sky, and that's it. Nice. He's in October Sky? Sorry. Is, Sweet um, November. <laughs> Sweet November. Not the same movie, but it has a month in the. Is Fitchner, he's not like evil, though, but he's like maybe like the pro like a little bit. Which guy? Or the antagonist. He's a kind. Just I mean, kind of like a struggle. The asteroid's in the, the only antagonist, but he's definitely yeah, he's a conflict in there. He's yeah. a dick, <laughs> and like maybe he's not evil, but dicks aren't good. No, you know uh, that's actually kind of the only comments I've written down. I mean, there's a million things to say about this movie because it's ridiculous, but like it, it, my biggest thing I want to talk about is going to trickle into our Mount Rushmore, but um, it's the Aerosmith song. 
Oh yeah, the hundred percent. What do you gotta say? Um, just how I love that song. <laughs> sure. But I think that it's like this weird meta thing that Liv Tyler's like getting her sexy on while that song's like her dad's song's playing. I know she can't hear it, but we can put it all together, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's a great song though. Can't say that. But uh, pretty much spoiler alert. Thanks for listening. I'm that's gonna be the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be the Mount Rushmore. It, it Some sort is. of songs oh. that go with movies. Ben Affleck kind of gets like squeaky, like Peter Brady, like when he like when he gets hot, he just screams, like he like he just squeaks. He, you gotta well, remember, gotta, he, it's pretty he young. Gets a little shaggy. Harry, Harry. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Even Pearl Harbor, anytime <laughs> he screams, know. it does get very high pitched. It's just something I noticed. I don't want to say he's a bad actor because I, I really don't think he is. I think he's good in a lot of things. It's just the lines in these movies are so dumb. He True. might be a better director than an actor. Yeah, well, yeah, opinion. because he's he hasn't had a dud as a director yet, but give him time. <laughs> like he's 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 directed three movies and they've all been really pretty good. He directed Argo. He directed Argo, The Town, which the I town. think is my favorite. Uh, that's all I had for comments. Though, you guys, you guys have anything else? Yeah, I mean the rest can just be chalked chalked up to '90s action flick. It's a ridiculous '90s movie. If anyone can find and send me that MTV Movie Award parody of the uh, picnic thing with the animal crackers, send that my way. It, it, or I'll look for it after it, this. Anyway. It feels like it has Andy Dick, but I can't be certain. No, I think it might. It might have either Andy Dick or oh, Ben Stiller. Oh, we're going south. The gazelle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Straight to the pubes. <laughs> that's exactly it. I do want to reiterate. I think the best part of this film is in the middle before they get to space. All that stuff on land is shenanigans. It's true. We it's have, lighthearted. Just it's fun. let's People reiterate all the things that they do. They have a underwater scene. They have a in the hangar scene where they're like, "You fucking scientists, we you don't know anything about drilling." They have a we gotta reconstruct this drill machine. This is all bad. We have a <laughs> hey, it's days off. Go see your divorced wife or go to strip club. Whatever you want to do. I agree. I think I like that like first ha- like half better almost. You like the first VHS. And on top of that, the whole <laughs> yeah, psychiatric I'll pop in the exam. Yeah, VHS a couple times. Yeah, I'm a first VHSer. I think in most movies. Titanic. I'm a second disker or second VHS or taper. Let us know though some of the ridiculous things in this movie that you guys love because of course it's chock full of them. But until then, we're gonna move on to recasting. Let's start at the bottom. Who's your Max? He's like the bigger guy that was Santa Claus in Home Alone. I had to throw away John Goodman. I was looking for a bigger guy. I put Jack Black. It's someone who could be like a bit bigger of like a name and character, I think. Well, the, he, he wasn't such a character, though. He was kind of like uh, he, like a burly he, like like drillman. He, he was like explosive, though, so that's why I almost went with Jack Black. He kind of like had that like wow like factor to him every once in a while. I went kind of John Goodman with uh, arachnophobia. I, I like that. Both those I'm never going to it pretty much if you say John Goodman, I like it. Uh let's move on to Oscar. He would be the Owen Wilson character. I I think this one's actually pretty good side by side. Paul Rudd, he'd be the comic relief now. Oh yeah, sure. I like that. It's still believable. It's not too much. It's not like having Seth Rogen up in space with him. It's Paul Rudd. You're saying it's a John good, it's C. A... Riley. That would work too, because I would believe that that guy's part of the oil. It's just goofy. Crew. I li- actually I like your just Paul Rudd better because that's like just a brunette version of a fucking Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. You're just saying I, it's, a, it's a good-looking comedian. 
Yeah, I was going to maybe put Luke Wilson for a second, but I was like, I'll get out of the family. That's obviously what entered in my head was Luke Wilson, but, you know. He was actually – he was a tough one to recast because, I, um, I don't know, Owen Wilson's got that weird charm. He's got his charm and cadence. We didn't it's, really talk is. about him too much, but he's got one of the best lines in the movie. Which is why I threw in Paul Rudd because he has that same kind of charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. We, yeah. Did I, anybody I do Quincy? Uh, I threw this one on last minute. That is the, the scientist is that – Quincy is the scientist that's like uh, Lucius Malfoy. Oh, Malfoy. Jason Isaacs. Okay. I he's like I threw this one I, on last no. second because he's bigger, but Jude Law, I don't know. Just someone else who's with the British accent and receding hairline. Well, formerly receding hairline. Sure. sure. Yeah, that 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 fit in there. Um, Not in love with it. I just he was a big enough character I wanted to try to throw someone in. Moving on. Bear. Let's go bear. I did Terry Crews. That's the big money. I did Terry Crews too. You have to. Oh, that's he's, so funny. He's Cameron the main big busker black person like, that's like in everything right now. Yeah. I was like, dude, do you have a bear? He's like, yeah. He like sheepishly looked at me, and I'm like, um, well, okay. I'm not gonna pick Terry Crews. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's one of the the brothers. He's a shorter one in remember uh, in the replacements who plays the guards, like the offensive line guards. The shorter of the two brother guards. Okay. No name. If you know him, cool. Uh, who'd you have for Rock Hound? That would be the um, sleazy. I'm uh, I'm spacing on his real name. I was Steve Buscemi character. Rock Hound. I the just Steve watched Rounders, so I'm going to do Ed Norton. Kind of a uh, like that's a, a great a, ma- one. a mouthy Ed Norton. I also did Ed Norton, and I did Ed Norton like a few weeks ago for like the same character. Did you Jordan. really? Yeah, and Jordan hated it. For who? Ed Norton for I forget it was like a few weeks ago it was another like sleazy character. But I don't dislike all... Ed Norton. I'm just saying probably when I disliked it, it was way off. Mm, I bet it was right. I, I like but Ed, also Ed Norton. I like Cameron Ed told Norton me that he's like, role. oh, George's gonna dislike this. I'm like, oh, is it John Malkovich? <laughs> and I said no, but that's equally like uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Then Not I because got, he I, would fit there, I, because I just know you don't like him. <laughs> I I got my Ruski recasting now. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sharp. I did Gary Cole. You know him as uh, Mr. Jones from Pineapple Express. He's also the dad in the Brady Bunch movie. I he mean, looks a shit ton like William Fitchner. They're also interchangeable. It, yeah, it, that's to why to I not did cast him would be disrespectful to Gary Cole. <laughs> if, if, yeah, if, I don't, I don't if, like mine then. It's one I, or the other. You would also know him from our episode of Office Space. He is the boss. Go back and see so Office Space. You need Wonder this guy to be Wonder. like, he doesn't have to be funny. He just has to be kind of like a believable astronaut military man. You know what I mean? Right. The reason Cameron and I are doing that is just because they're interchangeable in that guy. True. He's the guy that's in a lot of movies. As, I did oh, Russell like Crowe, but I think I like yours better. Who'd you do? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. He's a little too... I don't man. know what his American accent would be like. I've not, I, mean, I can't think of something... Uh, I guess a beautiful mind. Um. Yeah, it kind of just sounds like Russell Crowe a little yeah. bit. Maybe Whatever. you wouldn't have to have him as an American, though. That's true. You should be like a... Just another astronaut, astronaut in the space yeah. station. Uh, who'd you sorry, who'd but... you have his chick? That would be Coach Yotes. I, I actually kind of like my chick. I actually, when you said it, I thought that's for John C. Riley, just the divorce guy. That could work there too. Actually, it's kind of funny. I well, he's cr- like, I don't know. I put Matthew McConaughey there. Oh, interesting. That works. Smooth operator. He got a he got a looks upgrade. For but sure. you could also I... see like he was divorced. And oh put... come on, Yost. Yost is Yost is a looker. He has the poofy bald where it's like just like clearly unkempt and huge all along the sides. It could be Matthew McConaughey before he. He's got a hair looker. Plans. I did Chris Cooper. He's the dad from October Sky. He's. In- oh, I actually I love Chris Cooper. 
I love October Scott. I was trying to think of what else I could put him in to, if Jordan doesn't have that. Chris uh, he's, Cooper is also He's the restaurant in. owner in uh, 112263. He, he plays the neighbor, the bad guy, in American Beauty. Yep. If you're a fan of the Patriot, which I think we all are, he also mm-hmm. plays the, I guess, the leader of the, the general of the, uh, the, the U.S. Army. I don't know. What are they called? The, the Revolutionary Army? The Regulars. Yeah. Regulators. I don't know. He's normally kind of plays a, an off character, a bad guy, but in that one, he's good. True. Uh, um, let's move on to Grace. Uh, Nev Campbell. That's what it looks like. That definitely party, works. She was That's on Party of like. Five. Yeah. So mine's just no, a similar notes. thing. It's just a girl that I had a crush on in the late 90s. Julia Stiles. Okay. Julia Stiles. Similar thing. Actually, not a bad one. I thought that was a... I thought that's a... I thought that too. Yeah. Would have liked to see her there. I put Danica McKellar, uh, Winnie Cooper. I thought <laughs> about putting her in there, funny enough. I was also going to put Kelly from Saved by the Bell. What's her name? I can't think of it right now. Tiffany something. Yeah, Tiffany something. Uh, I thought about that one. Kelly Kapowski. I kind of kept a uh, a TV 90s thing for my AJ. Uh, AJ? I did James Vanderbeek. (laughs) Right? That's weird. I'm not not against it. it. Um, I did did two things. I did a very similar role. It seems like Will Smith from Independence Day. They seem like a similar character. True. Just that cocky, um, sure. Just young, just young parenthood Keanu Reeves. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm fine with that as well. But it's Fuck. just character traits that they I also do in, like, this Will could Smith be a okay Paul Walker perfect. movie, too. But, like, Will Smith's character from Independence Day is this character. Tell me those, though. I threw a Leo in, I threw... or a Marky, Marky Mark. I did think of Leo. I uh, would like to see This is a Marky Mark movie. But I think your picks are better, like, oil workers. For if this reason. was a remake, though, now Marky Mark would almost like, be the Like, Leo's dad. not an oil worker. That's one thing that did go into it, especially for my Harry. I'm like, well, I don't know if they're an oil worker, but this is kind of who I see Wahlberg it. is. Who yeah. is your other ones? I said Paul Walker could maybe be the lead. Paul Walker could probably be, like, a greased-up oil worker. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I did think about Leo, but there is something, for lack of a better word, a little more dainty about him and refined yeah. as a younger actor. Right, so. right, right. Especially this is like a year off Titanic. That's why so like, yeah, that's like you, when that's you the, could put Ryan Gosling, but kind of in the same Leo Leo camp. Yeah, I suppose Ryan Gosling could be. For some whatever reason, though, Like I, I assume that Matt Damon's name would come up, but I don't know. I don't see young no, Matt Damon. I don't Damon see it as much. He kind of fit, yeah. He works, his, better, uh, he works better like as like the younger brother of things. That's true. He, he seems a little more innocent. Yeah. Uh, Who do you guys have for Truman? Truman is... He is Billy Bob Thornton's character. You're going to disagree with this, but th- this is where I put Nick Cage, Jordan. Interesting. He could have been there, for sure. I, that, could, that makes sense to me. Like, I did a straight Apollo 13 on your ass, and I just put Ed Harris in there. I obviously thought about Ed Harris, but it seemed like too lateral of a move, even though well, I did it also that seems like it's the so right almost, stuff. He's, Ed Harris, Cameron, he's, just he's almost he's almost too believable for the role. What's too. the right stuff about it? Hearing Ed Harris say all that stuff, I'm like, Ed Harris is like too realistic, you know? Oh, Ed Harris actually could have been the divorced Yotes. Hmm. I could see that working. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I could see him being Harry. I actually. Oh, shit. We aren't <laughs> even there yet. Sorry. I uh, for for um, Billy Bob Thornton's, I thought Hugh Laurie would be a good NASA guy. That actually be kind of good. I I mean, but it's he kind of plays characters. Obviously, House is a little bit about that, but I thought that that would be a good one. Yeah, I like that. Like any character who seems like like 
kind of just look wise like that. Like yeah, like those studious. are always good. Yeah, yeah. I I thought he'd be good at that. Who do you guys have for Harry? I had a, th- I had two guys. Okay. I had one. I said this I had earlier. Two guys too. Kevin Costner and Bruce Willis can play the exact same movies. I think so. Kevin, Ooh, I Kevin Demer- Costner. I have, and then I, on, I have enough fun on Verified for you after this. Awesome. And then I thought, actually, the the type of role that this is, it's perfect Denzel Washington role. Hmm. That'd be, yeah, that, yeah, Gruff, the tough, angry, like, yeah. overperfective dad. Maybe a little a little soft, deep down. Thought, I like that. Dude, thought it was yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington. I, I like that role. Middle-aged play, Denzel Washington. Harrison Ford. Ooh, can't argue with that. Um, excuse me. But I know you guys. Like, I feel like that's a that's a that's an easy one. I'll, uh... Jordan, you just said someone for like AJ or for Truman who was like, "Ooh, that's not a bad Harry," but it wasn't uh, Ed Harris. Shit, who'd you have? Who's Truman? I had Hugh Laurie. Um, that wasn't it. Never mind. I have an interesting one. Uh, he's gonna have to be a little older. But wait, before Tom... you say, it, can I just? We just said Harrison Ford, so I gotta say Adeline. Yeah, no problem. You gotta get that in. You. Just sorry. Uh, I could see Harrison Ford doing this. I mean, it's definitely within Harrison the 90s action awesome. films that he'd be doing at the time. He'd be great. Wow. And think about how mean of a stepdad <laughs> slash boss he'd be. It'd be awesome. It'd be funny. It'd be awesome. It'd be great. It'd be. Yeah, Mine's an interesting one, but he could definitely has the acting chops. He has to be a little older, but Tom Hardy. For Harry? Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's an, it's yeah, an interesting be, one. He, he could be like a, a t- like a hard-ass dad for sure. He, a he hardy. I could see Tom Hardy from Warrior. I could see that Jack motherfucker working on an oil rig. He's just a little too young Oh, no, I could see that. It's just weird. Outside of... Wait, for AJ or Harry? For Harry, but now maybe he should be an AJ. I think AJ. Yeah, no, I could see him as an, like... Or fuck, who's... Then I don't don't have a good Harry. Who's in the town uh, with with, uh, Ben Affleck? Uh, Renner? Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Reiner? Or Jeremy... Reiner or something? He he could be... uh, I feel like he could be an AJ, too. I thought like, about that. Yeah, I'm from Boston. I don't know. Uh, in the khakis. That's my Boston. Yeah, episode. that could have been. He could be any of the oil riggers. Yeah, just fit a character around him. I, I thought about that too. This is the only one. I don't I'll have do. a great hair. This is the only one I'll do because I know that recasting gets along. But for Steve Buscemi's character, what about Adam Driver? Mm, sure. Okay. Wasn't worth it. Wasted time. All right. Are we done with recasting? Yeah. Uh, so that wraps it up for recasting. Uh, moving on to quotes. Quotes. Favorite quotes. All right, the quote section. Some people, two thirds of this podcast says there's a lot. One third is a little left in the dust. I'm just is gonna say me? off the bat, am I, I in the dust? Me. I just <laughs> I like a lot of the line readings, but there's not like a quote for me. Uh, well, I, I saved one for you for in, in particular, but I do have to just say off the top, anything Billy Bob Thornton says is almost a quote in this movie. <laughs> Almost anything. But do you have any example of like anything he says? Uh, absolutely. That's like almost a quote. It's just the way he says it and how he's saying it and the response like the, to the question. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it's like it's just a delivery and circumstance that all of his lines are hilarious. And again, we got to like this is just weird. It's like we know who Billy Bob Thornton is now. Around this time, he was making out with Angelina Jolie all the time at award shows and coming off the heat from sling blade but just it's weird fucking, i just weird. it's just a weird casting the only thing that's worse for him is um he plays the president of the united states in love actually i'm like no no no, Man, that, no. that's off-putting hmm. okay uh i mean i feel like you have to do the 
so this is the beginning with the guy who discovers the the uh, the asteroid. But when the guys are telling his wife, "Get my goddamn phone book! Get the book! Get the book! Get the book!" But like even the like book. the the lines leading up to that are even hilarious with like the wife being like, "Hey, you're like stovetops ready. I want a divorce." And like their whole dialogue is just so funny. She's like, "Like your stofers like frozen meals." Yeah, like, that's fucking amazing. And like I didn't write down the whole ending, but like even when he's like, "I want to name it Dottie after my wife." Well, like, that's what's a whole. Let, let me let me get that pulled yeah. up. Um, I wish they touched more on Dottie actually at the end. Like, and we don't really use the name much. Except for like when the president's like Dottie's gone public when he looks at his text. And I'm, it took me a second to be like, who the fuck is Dottie? I'm like, oh, right. To, back to quotes real quick and to respond to your Billy Bob Thornton thing. One of my favorite quotes of his, it's when Bruce Willis is like laying down his rules. If I do this, I got to use my own men. You got it. You got that's it. it. That's it. That that's all there is to it. Oh, that's all? You got it. This is just like a good cheesy Bruce Willis like 90s action movie thing. It's after he gets done explaining the stakes to his men. He's like, the United States government just asked you to save the world. Anybody want to say no? <laughs> I would have said no. Oh, this is kind of when um, Rockhound Buscemi kind of like we first see him kind of going crazy. Um, he's like, something's wrong. He's like, yeah, it's all wrong, man. <laughs> he's just, We're not even supposed to be here. It's all wrong. <laughs> He's just like going crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you what line I really hate in this movie. It's the romantic animal cracker picnic thing with Liv Tyler and uh, Ben Affleck. But when she's like, baby, do you think anyone else in the world is doing the exact same thing right now? I hope so. Or else what, what, the, what the hell are we fighting for? He says something like that, but like, I hope not. Otherwise, like, you know, what, let it go. I re- no, he's I- right. Like, I hope somebody else has the same kink that I do with like weird <laughs> animal with stuff and animal crackers and ladies panties. Yeah. Guilty. I assume Buscemi's character's done it before. Uh, this is like part of my favorite moment with the, when the bu- when the uh, bombs being set off by the United States. But Coach Yost, uh, chick in this movie, when he's like, "Hey, what are you doing with a gun in space?" When like when he takes it out of the locker right away, everything he I'll says in that scene is in that case. That That's like essentially it's like. Can we just refer to him as Coach Yost the rest of the? I think the for his whole career. All right. There's the only way I'll know who you're a, talking it's about. It's essentially the same cadence of. Gary, why don't you get your best self back into the truck before you get intro? Yeah, the whole scene honestly, is that, and I love honestly, it. Honestly, Coach Yost's like best uh, line of the of the movie is this is turning to a surrealistic surrealistic nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, like the same scene, same cadence. She's like, this is turning to a surrealistic. <laughs> There's nightmare. a lot of good, just like throw off quotes during their like psychological exam, but I can't, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Fourth quarter, yeah, it's hard to say. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter. <laughs> Captain Will, well, my God, what's his name in this? Yeah. Captain Willie, William, doesn't matter. The point is, when he's uh, talking about uh, Steve Buscemi losing his mind, he's like, he's got space dementia. <laughs> like, that's I the most like bullshit line in the whole movie. The weird, the, here's why it's so weird. Dementia is like a degenerative disease, right? Yeah. It's not like a forget-me-not. It's not like the common crazies. cold. I, I feel like it'd be space amnesia, not dementia. Yeah, he's no, that sounds dementia. better. dementia. <laughs> He's got yeah. space dementia. I've got it too. Click, click. Pop, 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 pop. Here's a here's like a really weird good line de- delivery to to Liv Tyler from. Uh, he's the manager of the Oneaters and that thing you do. I can't think of like his name yeah. in as an actor or in oh, this movie. But it's like right after Ben Affleck's character comes like back in with like the other crew. But he turns to Liv Tyler and he just goes, "Hey, your boyfriend's back." <laughs> it's just so weird and off putting the way he says, "Like, hey, your boyfriend off-putting. didn't die in that fiery wreck like we thought he did." 
hey, it's all going to be okay. Hey, I guess uh, it, it would be I, a memorable point is where they sing leaving on a jet plane, you know. That was that added it's some It's uncomfortable, logic. though. It's weird. I don't like it. For some, I, I kind of hate it. Until... Michael Clark Duncan comes in. They like, skip yeah, a whole part of the first verse. Uh, it, they yeah. just like, for some reason, they all know just to go to the chorus after like <laughs> one, one segment of the verse. Guys, well, somebody work, tells me that's all they know. That's all they, they work on that. offshore oil rigs. I mean, they practice this. Here's a good, here's a Michael Clark Duncan quote for you. It's on the way back after Harry set off the bomb, and he just goes, "No, Harry." You the man. Is <laughs> <laughs> he's like crying? Uh, uh, that's a good one. Is, what are you comparing? Re- what are you comparing like oil uh, oil rig workers to like something uh, like on land? Like what are you comparing that to? Construction. I mean, of sort. It's a sort of construction. Like bricklayers. Yeah, I guess uh, any form of construction. Yeah, but, but like, but like construction. If you couldn't go home and you had to stay around each other all day every day. Yeah, like a skilled position. It's yeah. How are we not killing like a Harry line? You know what I mean? It's his whole speech. That's that's the main thing about not paying taxes. AJ, I just got clever. five words for you. Yeah, I mean, like damn glad to see, boy. <laughs> he has things, but none of them are like that funny. Really, it's like, but it's like it's, it's expected. You know what I mean? And then Ben Affleck, like, that sucks because he's always like Peter Brading <laughs> his lines. I have, Peter an un- a bit. I have another uncomfortable uh, Billy Bob Thornton one. This is actually kind of my last one, but it's after everyone gets back and he's coming to uh, shake the hand or he's coming to say, thank- like, good job to Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. But he says, uh, welcome back, cowboy. Then he winks at Liv Tyler. Super weird. You know, he just goes like, mm, welcome back, like cowboy. Maybe maybe it's Liv Tyler. Just Everybody's weird around her in this movie. <laughs> like it. It's just it's it's uncomfortable. Actually, Billy Bob Thornton's in her relationship in the movie is like okay. Well, that's her she, new dad. She's like blood in shark infested <laughs> waters. Like she's the only female on a like an oil rig of just like <coughs> oil little- workers. I mean, come on. Well, it is kind of funny, but even like still, girls and Steve Buscemi's like, hey Harry, I just want to let you know I like showed her from the box. And then, like, you know, when they're talking about the period, it's just, like, really weird, uncomfortable stuff. Yeah, I hated that. Uh, that's all I had for quotes. What else you guys got? Um, just the one about the big black hole, my wife's a bitch one that I just can't <laughs> find. It seems like it should be number one, but it, it, it's 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 why you rewatch movies. And this is why you should see them in the theater. Because on TNT, you're probably already starting past that line. True. Or it's edited out because there's a swear in it. Uh, we're missing some good Owen Wilson ones in there, but it's like, uh, he he has like the, the like, oh, scariest place imaginable. And also like when he's that's getting all, tied up, it's like say. classic Owen Wilson. Of like I'm like 80% scared, 2%. Like when he's going through that, that's classic Owen Wilson. It is fun to see like people before they break and become stars. It's like, oh, your cadence is already there. It's like, yeah. that's that's your character. If you see an old Jack Black movie before he became famous, like, oh, he's almost Jack Black, but he's not, not full. Quite there. Yeah. He's not full Jack Black. But yeah. Uh, let us know if there's any of your guys' favorite quotes in here, because again, this is campy. It's full of crazy line deliveries. So write us in on social media on the movie posters, or you can email us at coldclassicspodcast at gmail.com. But we're moving on to Mount Rushmore Top Four. Mount Rushmore Top Four. All right, guys, welcome back to Mount Rushmore Top 4. It's where we take anything we want that happened in the movie and make a top four list from it this week. I think we're doing a fun one. What are we doing, Cameron? 
Uh, we're doing hit songs that were made for movies, and this week we're all going to be doing the same one. Hey, uh, hold just up, actually, one I, I, I gotta excuse myself, um, but just you know, keep your thoughts. Cause I don't wanna miss a thing. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised we didn't even say that enough. Um, I do want to make a clarification for this list. A big part of it, to me, mm-hmm. was that the music video for the for the song also had scenes from the movies cut in so it's kind of like a trailer uh, i have one like, kind of close exception but it's that. pretty much the same that's I've just seen. for me and my list so we'll go four through one and we'll four to one and we'll all start at four who wants to go first i'll go first right, boys let's start I'm, at four i'm doing kiss by a rose by seal for the batman forever soundtrack ah uh, i didn't even have that on my list that's i also have seals kiss by rose is that your number four it's my number four. Oh, nice mark what's that, your number four mine is Michael Jackson, Free Willy. Ooh, oh, that's a my good God. one. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think I of that. I almost yep. want that to be my yep. number one now. Yep. It didn't even wow. cross my mind. Yep. Okay, that's a good one. Moving Hold on to, me. Moving on to a number that's three. Forever. This one. Damn. This one isn't quite with Jordan's criteria of having like a music video with shots of the movie, but this has characters from the movie in their music video, and it's Power of Love by... Um, it's the Power oh. of Love. Oh, my God, I'm spacing on his name. By Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis in the news uh, from the Back to the Future soundtrack. It's for the movie. It has the characters in it for the music video, but it doesn't have shots of the movie in it. I think the only reason it doesn't have like the movie cut in is because it was such an early song. It's not no, like the they, 90s they music have, video. They didn't like, have that kind of stuff, yeah. Music video is a little nerd, so I think except. God, cool. I'm still. I know. What's your three? <laughs> okay, my number three is All for Love, Brian Adams, Sting, Rod Stewart. Ooh, that's a good one. The Three Musketeers movie. The Three the Musketeers. Because it's all for That's love. like a shticky one. What, like, I, I've never. Really? Ooh. Mark, it was almost number one. <laughs> it's, 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 it's power bound. <laughs> it was a toss-up. That's, that's my number three. It beat out. If you want to sing out, sing, sing out. out. Ooh. Ooh. Cat, Cat Stevens. Stevens. Cat Stevens. Uh, Harold and Maude. Go back and watch our, listen to our Harold and Maude episode. Kind of a surprise film for the crew. Because hmm. none of us had seen it. It's age weird. And if you like Cat Stevens, and I think we fucking do. We do. You got a lot of it. Uh, the good one, Mark. Uh, Let's move on to our uh, number uh, two. I put Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Ooh. Ooh. I put what I believe I can one. fly Space Jam. Ooh. That's oh, a good one too. I forgot two. about that. That's a good and one. And that one does have Space Jam cut into Again, R. Kelly, yeah, bad guy. But great song. You know Mark, what I mean? What, I mean I agree though. It's a great song. Mark, what'd you Ghost got? Ghostbusters. That's a good one. That's like your classic eighties, like we're making a speaking rap, and that's part of the verse. But then the chorus is gonna have the title of the movie in it. I will keep this short as I can. When we were younger and we used to road trip this before iPods, you'd make a CD for the road trip mm-hmm. and you'd like try to like, I'm not making this short. I would just put Ghostbusters <laughs> later on when we're drunk and it was a blast. Nice. Cause everybody had fun. Okay. All right, everybody, Cameron. your number ones. And then we're going to roll through some honorable mentions. Cause this is a good category. My number one, I will always love you. It was it was rewritten by Whitney Houston for the Bodyguard. The music video definitely has shots of the movie, but technically it is a Dolly Parton song. But it that was is... re, but it was rearranged and no. redone for the movie. Titanic has to, has to be above there, and that's not even on my list. Oh my god! I thought I didn't I, put Titanic on. I thought I about it right, right when it. I was saying Power of Love, my number three. I was like, oh, I should have put Titanic on here. <laughs> I should have. I should have put, put both of those. Yeah, for sure. What's you guys? Oh. Number, what's you guys' number ones? 
Jordan. Is yours Titanic, Mark? No, it's not, but like I'm just like fucking thinking about Mine it. actually is Iris by Google Dolls. I love that song. Oh nice. Yeah, and I and I'm kind of a fan of Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls. They make a hell of a song no, for a soundtrack. No, I like yeah. that. I'm saying Cities of Angels, weird fucking movie. Hmm. I went Mar- like with both like uh, fucking. Um, I feel good about my list, but man, I, t- Titanic should have. There's no cool. wrong answer in any of our lists. It's just there's so well, many well, that fuck, we could what, put in here. Why Mark, am I you- drawing a blank on this dude's name? He, like he's a huge fucking actor. Um, I'm Legend. Will Fred- Smith. Will Smith. Will- Jesus Christ. Men, Men in Black. Black, Wild Wild West. Ooh, I love Wild Wild West. I put, I mean, Will, Smith, I put Will Smith as a conglomerate uh, honorable mention because I didn't know what song to pick from him, but I'm like, he just, that's what he does. He makes songs for his movies. I think Jordan won with Space Jam. That, like, that is the biggest, that was a like, nice one. No, I mean, like Cameron said, like, I can't believe none of us put Titanic. Wild Wild West is great. All of our Men lists were, there's no wrong, great. there's no wrong answer for any of these. There's just so many, like, okay, now there's we're just going so through many. some honorable mentions. I'm yeah, still here through. also by the Goo Goo Dolls. That's from the Treasure Planet soundtrack. Oh. Lose Yourself, Eminem from 8 Mile. Um, I Then Will Smith, I just had as like a conglomerate. What'd you guys have? Um, So like one that's weird and you probably won't remember this. It was Nas featuring um, Puff Daddy they they it was for the 1999 um, Godzilla movie. It's the song's called "Come with Me." I fucking love that song. <laughs> they rip off and sample Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. It's like "Come with Me." Fucking love that song. Um, again, I apologize. I know he's a bad guy, but I'm gonna do R. Kelly's "World's Greatest" for the Muhammad Ali movie. Ooh, that was a good song too. Fucking love that song. And then um, there was one more really good one that I'm blanking on. Oh, duh, just just Brian Adams. Mm, um, that makes sense for um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Everything I do, I do it for you. Was fucking Spider Man hero? Oh shit! Um, Charlie Pluth, like it's been a long day for like uh, oh, for um, Charlie Fast and Pluth Furious. and Wiz That Khalifa. was a huge hit. Mm. That's true, and that was totally had. It was all for the Spider Man with. Um, Yellow cards. Oh, no. the gifts. Gives cur- stand here away. Hero, like. Oh, that's a good one too. Uh, yellow card though, gifts and curses from Spider-Man Two soundtrack. So there's like a million great songs that were written for movies. So if you guys have a specific one, please write in to again the movie posters or cult classics podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to our take on Armageddon. If you guys have any other movie requests, same deal. Write us in at cult classics podcast at gmail.com. Sounds good. Thanks.